I wanted to talk about something that maybe is an obstacle for people who want to become uh, self-employed or who are thinking about becoming self-employed and think, ah, I don't want to. And that is the idea of a career progression, that if you're self-employed, you don't really have a career. Um, and this is true, but um, like the whole subject kind of bores me because <laughs> I'm going to talk about it, but you know, for much of my younger years, perhaps I was more, not obsessed, but I was more conscious of career progression and I really thought it was very important and you have to get to the next rung in the ladder so that you can afford to live and do all the things that you think are very important. Yeah, I get that. Um, so the idea of jacking it all in and becoming self-employed can be very daunting. I think I've mentioned that before. But, okay, so career progression. What would be a typical career progression for a self-employed English teacher? Well, I assume that you may be, I mean, what I did, I'll say what I did, but, you know, it doesn't make it right. It's just that's my experience. Um, I, I started teaching at Berlitz language schools for two years, or a year and a half, uh, in my 20s. That was my really my only paid employment in teaching that I ever had. Uh, but it was enough to give me a sense that I would be okay at it, that I quite like talking to people and quite like listening to them. And also I didn't like the bureaucracy of a, of a business uh, or working for other people. Um, I never worked in schools at that time. But anyway, so I had that. So what, where do you go from there? That was my little bit of experience. I would imagine that you have a little experience. Um, well, you know, if you want to do your own thing, uh, the next thing is to do your own thing. And presumably before you have your own uh, place to teach from, uh, you could teach from coffee shops. Or you could get an ALT position working for schools. That might be how you start off. A little kid going by on a scooter. Um, that might be how you start off and all of these are good and it's good to get your face in front of students and to get some experience of dealing with people and, and, and teaching English, right? But after that, you know, you, you get stuck with low salaries and as you, as you get older, frankly, as you get through your 20s, you might meet somebody special and, um, uh, you know, you want to settle down and you realise that you... Well, back when I was working, it was 250,000 yen a month. I think I got it up to about 330,000 yen a month. And this was, what, 25, 30 years ago. And I think the wages are actually a bit lower even now. I've seen from Nova, it's like around 200,000 yen per month, plus place to live. Perhaps you know better than I. Anyway, so you've got to get out of that. So what can you do? Well, the next career progression would be to, to build up your own... Um, private students from people that you meet or you could advertise or I'm thinking word of mouth you might get a handful great go from there so then then you're you have a full-time job or maybe part-time job and you supplement it with uh, with your own students um, that's good and then where do you go from there well hopefully you can build up more and more you get more and more students you get better at teaching Maybe create your own materials. Maybe you're not publishing yet, publishing your own books, but you could. Uh, but creating your own stuff, getting a good feel for it, and building up a reputation. Now you might, then you might re consider teaching from your home. If you have uh, a spare room, you can do that. That's a good thing. Lack of planning 
regulations in Japan, there's a good side to that, and that is that you can just open a business wherever you are. And people are quite forgiving of having home businesses. Just get a nice sign, signboard, put it out front, and away you go. If you have a place that you can teach from, and it, you know, a six mat room or even a 4.5 mat tatami mat room would be enough. I would do that. These days, I guess you could do online. Um, when I was starting out, that wasn't an option. But, uh, but again, you still need a space and a quiet space to do that from. So that could be from home. Um, you could teach from here. I'm sitting on a bench in a lake, next to a, in a lake, next to a lake. Uh, I wouldn't recommend things that are weather dependent, though. Other things you could do, you could teach from a, uh, you could you could rent a place at a local library or civic hall. They are a bit fussy about uh, about people um, renting out to make money from it, so it can be a bit awkward. And also, they have weird sort of like. Um, a lottery system where you know you, you can't just have a, a regular spot every week the little kids come back on the, on her scooter she's pretty good um so i you know i wouldn't advise that but uh, at some point you'll have enough students that it was worth maybe renting a place uh and that's when you're getting really serious you may think, oh, I, I can't afford the, the rent. But, you know, if you work, out, work it out in terms of how many students do you have and how many, how many students do you need to cover your rent? Let's say your rent is, for argument's sake, 80,000 yen for a little tiny place a month. And you, you charge 8,000 yen per student for a monthly, monthly lessons. Well, even you can do the maths. Uh, that's 10 students. So, so that means that if you have 10 students, you know, that's, that's what you need to cover the rent. Um, obviously, you need more than that for food and everything. But, you know, so if you were earning, you know, you just do the maths. If you, if you need to earn, you need to clear 250,000 yen a month. Okay, add 80,000 for the rent. Well, that's uh, 330,000. So you need to be enough students to cover 330,000 yen. Yeah, you can work that out. Divide that by 8, 8,000, whatever that is. That's uh, five, around five, four, four, four of, so f you need 40 or 50 students, 50 to be comfortable to start your uh, rental place. Well, that's, you know, that's your career progression. Well, 50 students, that's, you know, you're not going to be rich doing that, but you're going to make as much money as you ever did in an entry level job. Double the number of students, get to a hundred, right? Um, so, and once you get to about a hundred students and you've got a regular business, now you're, not, you're making reasonable money. You're making, you know, you may be clearing 400, 500,000 yen a month. Yeah, okay, you know, that's not an enormous amount of money, but, but from there, you could then consider hiring somebody. That would be the next career progression, so if you want to. Then you become um, a head teacher. So you're still teaching most of the lessons, but you have an assistant or husband or wife who comes in and helps you or if, if you're of my age you could get a daughter to come in do the play groups or you know um, you know so you separate the task, tasks out into the senior roles and then junior roles and um, you can pay 2,000 yen an hour or 2,000 yen a lesson or whatever you could pay a reasonable amount and still make money because you just do that same factor. Okay, well, if I'm spending 2,000 yen for a student, then uh, for a teacher, how many students do I need to have to make it worth my while? And how many, you know. Anyway, so you grow like that. So you could 
that's the next career progression. Uh, if you wanted to go in that route, you could completely replace yourself. And, um, you know, then you become a teacher of the teachers or you become a, the head teacher or the, the manager or director or whatever you want to call it. And, and just teach your favourite students and offload everything else and just sort of off, be cover for other people. Eventually, you could replace that role. So, in fact, you could become, by the time you retire, um, you could be, uh, you know, just an advisory role. You could run a website telling other people how to do their business. Um, I haven't gone that far. Um, I'm still young. No. I just... Uh, I don't know, I've got a, an allergy against being a manager. I'm quite good at managing myself and I'm quite good at managing a classroom. Uh, I don't know, I just don't fancy it. But anyway, that's me. That's one possibility. You could, uh, and then, then the next thing is you, you become a chain. I'm not really interested in doing that myself, but you could. You could replicate everything that you've done, making your textbooks, and just hiring everybody to start over. Um, and then you've got two places, then three, then four, then five, whatever. So going from a, from a position where, oh, there's no career, uh, there's no career project, uh, um, ladder. Actually, it's better than a career ladder. It's, uh, it's a way of life with really, really big upside. That, you know, potentially you could be quite rich if that's the direction you want to go. But well, you can shape your life how you want to do. You can give yourself more time. Or if you really enjoy teaching, if you're one of those crazy people, you, you, you can do a lot of the teaching. But as you get older, you might want to step back from the running around with little kids or or perhaps you don't like business English, hand that over to somebody else. Um, so, you know, that that's... You, you are in control of your of your destiny, of your career. And that's the best thing. So, so although it appears that you have no career trajectory, actually, um, it is what you make of it, to a large extent. Okay, that's me. I've gone past 10 minutes, amazingly. Um, have a good one. I'm going to finish my... Uh, American coffee, which this telephone is resting against, and I can f finish my uh, bike ride. Okay, have a good one. Have a nice weekend. Yay, there's the sun. I got here on time this time. Okay, see you. Have a nice weekend.